there just wasn't another option. Yeah. And you, you back yourself into a corner far enough that it all makes sense. And so he could really see his way through it. And so he bought, you know, he had the 3000 bucks and gets the van shelved and it was a one man show. He had to sell service and, and do, do the whole game himself. Hello, my name is Matt Bros of Lockton. In my role, I consult with employers all around the country related to their employee benefits strategy. We're in conversations all the time about how to attract the best talent and get the best out of their people. Work ethic, integrity, those are all traits of people that pursue excellence and it doesn't even stop there. From the boardroom to the storeroom, we're gonna find out what drives those people. Welcome to the excellence culture. This is gonna be an excellent adventure. Welcome to the Excellence Culture. Uh, again, this is Matt Brost uh, with Locked in Dunning Benefits, and I am honored to have here with me uh, Clay Parks, good friend of mine, yeah. um, and Clay is the CEO of Parks Coffee, um, an organization that is widely known for their service. Yeah. Um, I, would, I would assume we'll get into the details, but I would assume that's a huge focus of y'all's and why Parks Coffee is so successful. Yeah. Um, but I just want to start by saying thank you for your friendship, man. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's just been a joy to get to know you and your family. Thank and you. not only, I mean, we're going to talk about business a little bit today, but just on a personal side, you just exude excellence in everything you do, and I appreciate it, man. Thank you. So appreciate that. Glad um, to be here. Yeah, yeah. Thank yeah, you, man. Honored, honored. Yeah. Um, well, <clears throat> I would love, I mean, we're going to kind of go past present future a little sure. bit. and. And I'd love to know just a little bit about your upbringing, kind of just share some of the high moments and things that you would want somebody to know about yeah. the way you were brought up in this world. Sure, yeah, I, I really consider myself lucky. Um, I'm, I'm a brother and a son uh, to a mom and dad that started a company when I was two in our garage. And I had a front row to the humble beginnings of what it takes to start, you know, bootstrap company and, um, I feel really lucky to see so many lessons um, firsthand. And, you know, so I grew up in Carrollton. Um, Dad starts a company at two. He has $3,000 and he buys a van. And my mom is, she's going, what? Because previously they, uh, they're both from Oklahoma. Dad's from Stillwater. Uh, mom's from uh, mid-cities in Oklahoma City. and. Um, so they get they get married. Dad uh, is one of nine kids, and um, trying to figure out life has a really hard upbringing. Super su super poor family and a great family though. And he gets a, a opportunity. The day he turns eighteen, he leaves and he starts uh, on a pipeline, and he runs a pipeline from the western side to the eastern border of Kansas. And so that experience. Uh, taught him that he needs to go and try to figure out something else. So uh, <laughs> he goes back, and the only guy, his dad died young, and uh, he has so many of those stories. And um, they really, you know, that um, funeral home really kind of took him under his wing, let him cut around the tombstones and make a little extra money through school or his primary school and high school. And then um, he went back and talked to the funeral director, said, Hey, what, what do I do? And, uh, you know, he set, had some advice, and so there was some money to get a mortuary science degree. And if you meet my dad, he's not a mortuary science person. <laughs> and so, uh, but they're going to pay for school. So he goes to school, 
and uh, it was an incredible experience. He met uh, some great people and a fraternity brother and our first employee um, encouraged him, said, hey, that is weird what you're doing. Um, you need to get on a coffee route and you need to start selling to people. You got a great personality. And so he encouraged him to get with the local group out of Oklahoma City and dad was good at it and just really loved it. Earl Neighbors taught him the business and he could see himself doing it himself. And so he, but he needed to grow and learn a little bit more. So Earl gave him a shot and said, hey, we're gonna go to, uh, I need you to go run the branch in Tulsa. And my mom said that was too far from Oklahoma City. And so he stayed in Oklahoma City and he said, well, if another chance comes, I'm taking it. And they gave him a chance to move down to Dallas and run it. Mm. And so he ran it. They had me in between the move down to Dallas. I was too, just a guy willing to take risk because it's so interesting. I think he was willing to do that. Is this Carrollton? This is, this is Carrollton, okay. yeah. And he, he was willing to do it. And if you talk to him, there, there just wasn't another option. Yeah. And you, you back yourself into a corner far enough that it all makes sense. And so he could really see his way through it. And so he bought, you know, he had the 3,000 bucks and gets the van shelved and it was a one man show. He had to sell, service, and, and do, do the whole game himself. And um, uh, it's incredible to think about, when I think about the existing business we have today, uh, my dad doing it, doing all of that, all, yeah. of those, all of those touch points. And my mom babysat kids out of the front of the house and we had the coffee service peddling coffee out the back and it was beautiful, man. There was like a unity to, to, to survive and you know i as a kid you know they were always both very present and we didn't have everything we had actually didn't have much but um we had a common goal of you know we felt like we were all in it together mm. and from from really the beginning and my dad and mom <clears throat> they they just did a wonderful job you know making uh, our family um, a strong unit without a lot mm. and they did things that you know, uh, brought us together. Like, you know, on Saturdays when it was in the garage, everybody would help out with the product and the equipment. And, yeah. but you, you, you know, you observe when you're young, what your dad does. And my dad was always working before I got up. Mm. And I think those traits carry into you of kind of what it takes, but I never heard a complaint growing up. I never heard an unfortunate story. My mom tells a story that she had saved up money to take us to SeaWorld because we had never been on a vacation. I think I was eight or nine or something, and my dad found it, and he bought coffee brewers with it to go into the <laughs> next account. And she recounts that story, and my mom is incredible. I think behind most great men, you're going to find an even better woman. And that's my mom. She's a, she's just that's a, the truth, man. She's that just was a, a good statement. <laughs> she's just a servant. Yeah. And um, her heart is amazing, and you know, while I know that she has questioned dad, you know, and these entrepreneurial things he's done, um, I know that she would, she, she was always there to back him. And, you know, um, the business really took off when I was in middle school, high school, but, you know, the reps earlier and, and the, and the struggles, the entrepreneurial struggles, um, going through those is 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 how he learned and he developed this incredible selling system mm. and he knew that he had to be different so 
I think we're talking about past still here, right? I'm, yeah, I'm way no, off we're good. But yeah. he knew he had to be different. Yeah, so he can he built the business model without contracts mm -hmm. because he knew that he could go into an account, a potential business, and say, "You don't have to sign anything. There's no guarantees from you, but I'm gonna I'm gonna serve you so well that you're gonna keep using my business." Yeah. And so he had that's how he did it, and that's how you have to do it if you're scrapping. Yeah. And so that enabled him to gain a lot of business and. Uh, he outworked everybody, and you know, defining the outwork, it was, it was, it wasn't hours. It was intentional, engaged service. That when you said you were going to be there, you were there. And he always says, um, "It's a day before business, and so you prepare today for tomorrow." And so, when you're an everyday workaday business like we are, yeah. blue collar service company, if you're not prepared today for tomorrow, you're going to fail tomorrow. Mm. So that's what he built his mantra on, and uh, you know it. You know it, punctuality. When we say we're going to be there, we got to be there. Yeah. If your coffee brewer is not working, and we say we're going to be tomorrow, and we're not there tomorrow, the customer has that moment yeah. where they question. So as you guys grew, mm -hmm. um, you guys became much more than a homegrown yeah. company. I mean, so. But it did seem like there was still this very intent focus on those grassroots service dynamics that you guys. He wanted to had. be. He he had. We strive for our customers' affection painted on the first building he built on the side of it, mm -hmm. and it's not there anymore. But I'm going to bring it back. We strive for our customers', customers affection. affection. That's cool. My dad. I might uh, use that. Yeah, <laughs> and. Incredible man! There was no business education. Um, he was he was caught up. He would he would, you know, ha he had this little book. I don't remember what it was called, but it had these little stories about just these business successes. And he would get it every month. It was kind of like a Reader's Digest for leaders. And he was so he was he loved it. Mm. And he would he would uh, on his voicemail. Every day he would change his voicemail. This is back when, you know, voicemail was before the text. But he would change it to be a message every day that was different. Hey, thank you for calling Randy Parks. Hey, today let's go out and do and and, cool. and make the customer smile. Or, yeah. And it, it would, he would say the date and he would say a message. And I remember hearing it as a little kid growing up. And I was like, man, we're in the garage or we're in our first warehouse or we have 10 people. Where are you? where are you getting this from yeah. and he had just this incredible ability to see past where he was and being able to see around the corner of what it's going to be really is why yeah. he is where he is today and he could visualize it and man he made it happen and you know probably you know he's had a lot of businesses we had a bottled water company that he tried we had an office products company he was the first guy to sell a cake up online Mm. Um, we've had uh, that kind of was a catapult, wasn't it? Yeah, the K cup. The K yeah. cup is his greatest yeah. move. Yeah, and it was at a point of crisis. Yeah, and um, we are 2011, 12. The patent on the K cup is expiring. We are a um, we're in a contract with the biggest K cup maker, and they have a lock on the market. They own every brand at that point. And it starts with a G and it ends with a, uh, a mountain. Okay. And they were a big company. 
And so we were an authorized distributor, but the K-Cup is patent is, is uh, expiring and it's our opportunity. We're already roasting coffee at this point. We're making fractional packs, which are the packs that you open up to make a pot of coffee in the office, an air pot or glass pot. And the K-Cup is huge. It's yeah. won, it won the home and it won the office. And he says, we're gonna make one. And he's like, it's expiring. I know we can do it, you know? And he laid it all out on the line. And I remember I was just in the business. I started in 09. And this was two years in, I was still working my way up. And he would invite me in these meetings and they were contentious with this group. And, and um, I was talked to him at one point. I was like, do you know this is gonna work? He's like, he's like, I don't know, but I'm willing to take the chance. And because of that, um, our ability to manufacture that product instead of resell it, mm -hmm. completely changed um, our capital available to grow. Mm. And so we started the plug and play. And um, we had so many incredible people that we knew that if we could take them to their own city, that they could make um, Parks Coffee work. And so we would plant these talented individuals and give them a salesman and and they would run the route and then they would build it organically. We bought very few companies. Um, I'm just really proud of that. That yeah, was just an incredible awesome, move. Yeah, really yeah, cool. That was really, really cool. And so fast forward a little bit, um, maybe a lot in your mind, but 2019, Yeah, you guys are a crazy healthy company. Yep. Um, I mean, where, where did your revenue get to before you're in, around that time? Yeah, so we got to, um, we were at 85 million. Okay. So very healthy company, just kind of yeah. going into the sunset we a little the, bit. We were going to the moon. And then March of 2020. Yep. And COVID happens. Yeah, we served the business break room. Yeah. And, and we're, so, in, we're yeah. in shutdown. Yes. And we are looking around going what because we don't have a customer to serve and we only service the business break room we, we haven't developed any grocery store coffee or an online presence what do we do and my dad had you know he was around and um, uh, incredible leaders James Engel Mike Casey um, just incredible people that we were in a room and <clears throat> it was a crisis point and we're all going What's the, what's the response, you know? And um, we knew that we had to make, when, when you have shutdown orders of something we've never seen, mm -hmm. and no one's, because we've always said, okay, let's use the past to predict the future. And that's how we set our goals. That's how we do budgets, we do forecasts. Well, this is never a past. Yeah. So we don't know any learned behavior from it. And so we were all looking around going, okay, well, what, 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 what's proven in the past and nobody knew. And so we knew that we had to make um, some tough decisions in order for there hopefully to be a business on the other side. Mm -hmm. Because we all thought it was two months at most, mm -hmm. six weeks. And then it kept going. And we, were, we had, so we had to lay off people. And people that worked for us for 20 years. Yeah families right and they're in bad spot they can't see the future and here we are having to make really hard decisions um and so we we, we lay these people off and we're down we're down we're just under 500 people and we go to 37 so like overnight almost within two days yeah um and we're 
you know, we're doing all these fun, funny things. I'm answering frontline calls. We're sending, sending out emails saying, hey, if you need us, let us know. I'm delivering product to locations. Everybody is. We're just trying to, if you're there and you're a central worker, we want to be there to serve you. And it was a scramble. And it was, uh, I wouldn't call it unorganized, but it was, we cut really deep because there was only so much cash available. Mm. We had 10 months is what we forecasted, that burning rate of a full full steamboat going down the river. And so we didn't couldn't see through what we had, but we knew we had to respond to the revenue levels. And so we responded and we followed the revenue line. Mm-hmm. And then we said, okay, we're gonna follow the revenue line back up. And as, and you know, PPP really worked. Yeah. Because we use that money to bring people back before everybody else. Yeah. And so, while it was tough, we followed our revenue. Is that line. what you drew to mostly in the grow back is the, the employees that you had to lay off? Yeah. Yeah. So those people came back and probably nine, 90% yeah. are back with us still. Okay. And so we went to those ones first and those that were willing to come back. And, you know, there's all sorts of regulations, all sorts of information. And are we essential? Yes. Okay. Well, who's open? All right. Well, let's go. You know, um, lots of closed business doors but we're so we're slowly seeing it come back people are coming back some people are staying remote okay so what does that mean for our business we serve the business break room is the business break room dead all the articles right you can work remote you can your culture will be okay you can train remote right and so we're zooming everybody's zooming uh we're like i don't know so ppp comes back we're like we're gonna use the money and bring them back because we bet on it early, cut early. Well, let's bring back early. And if this thing gets fired back up, because we believed that there was going to be competitive pressure that you couldn't compete if you were uh, 100% at home. Your culture wasn't going to survive. You weren't able to influence. You weren't yeah. able to impress upon. You weren't able to drive. Yeah. So we thought that competitive pressures would bring people back to the workplace because Maybe they can only stay home so long. And I, I, I think there's a great work from home model too. I'm not saying yeah. there's not, yeah. but I do see a balance. And I see that, you know, eventually people knew and got back to collaborating and sitting face to face because as soon as you it's hit a culture, their, it's a culture thing. Yeah. As soon yeah, as you hit the red button on the, on the, the call and it's done, there was always some chatter in a conference room after your formal meeting was done that maybe some incredible ideas came up. Yeah. And so we, we knew that I was going to capture again. Yeah. And so, we were early back and we were able to gain a lot of new business and had our best year in 2022 because we were willing to serve early. Yeah. And we had more people on the sidelines to jump in the game. And um, so yeah, COVID, man, COVID rocked me um, as a leader. I just, yeah. you know, lots of questions. Yeah. You know, we, you, you question every move more than because you didn't understand the, you didn't understand the environment. Yeah. And you didn't know what you're coming back to. And I, I wish I would could go back to myself then. And of course you wish you had a crystal ball, but I felt like moves were fatal and that they had, you know, but I think there's more elasticity in some decisions than we think. And there's more flexibility in, in certain things. And I, I thought it was so yeah. black and white, but I think as leaders, you know, you feel that pressure and you feel the weight Sometimes you need to understand that hey, these these things are more flexible. Yeah, when they when they when your employees came back was, um, 
Was there just a sensitivity to the instability still at that point? Yeah. Um, was did that intersect with the culture a little bit and make the culture challenging or did you find when people came back they were so ready to work Man. the culture was easy yeah we you know? we had uh we had a restructuring yeah we went to an erp thank god in 2019 and mm -hmm. we had this incredible data platform and we were able to put territories into zones and and route logistically things by zip code and so we could then tear our structure down and build it back up. Mm. And we built it different. And we knew that um, route uh, people through the building back process, which is the always the greatest process, is you learn so much, is that we figured out that the route person could handle uh, could handle more responsibility. Mm. And 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 if you can trust your your frontline boots on the ground person to handle more responsibility, educate in the right way you get your service levels go so much higher. And we really figured that out. When we, when we dug into the base person who really is in front of the customer, and we really started working hard on structuring their days right, man, our service levels went through the roof. And yeah. their sales on their routes got better. They ended up making more money, and now their routes are better. Their yeah. routes are bigger than they were pre-COVID. So I mean, the, the adversity, the challenge, I mean, the world-changing thing that was COVID for you allowed you guys the opportunity to actually be better on the we, other side. It did, and I wish I would have known it. Yeah, you know, but the that's the part where I'm saying the 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 it, it, if you 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 could learn from the from the hard stuff. Yeah, and the hard stuff was the layoff. Yeah. Because those are families, you yeah. know, and yeah. but the but the build back with a lot of those people back, now they're in a better place. Yeah, and we had to take some hard steps, but um, that's the beauty of it. But yeah, when they first came back, and we were like, "Hey, welcome back." Yeah, businesses aren't coming back to the break room. Mm -hmm. I know that they're going to come back eventually, but we're we're going to be here ready. There was probably a lot of doubt. You know, um, do you have a do you have a lesson or or any kind of advice that you can share, just this community um, yeah. related to maybe what you, maybe one of the biggest things you learned from that moment. I yeah, mean, it can be I really think, simple. Or I think but. there are. I think you are um, not smart as a leader if you aren't willing to change over time. Yeah. But I do think though, if you build a business on a pillar, yeah, you know, on a core, you know, like us, it was that people got together to do business and mm -hmm. he, and that we were going to serve them while they were doing business. Mm -hmm. I wish I ever reminded myself of the power of that, like us, be, like this is so much better face-to-face -face than yeah. digital, right? But there yeah. is a place for digital. But yeah. I wish I would have reminded myself that we built our business on a really strong platform that isn't going to evaporate, yeah. that it does need to be changed and molded over time, but um, it's not so grim. Yeah. Yeah. Gray and white, you know, or white and black. There yeah. is some gray. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, I think the biggest lesson was was um, you know that we didn't overreact, that we were prudent, and through the hard times, you just have to be just completely. You know, we followed the revenue line. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, man, I I I've really actually loved this time with you because. We're usually kind of, we're playing golf and we're, we're not buds, getting these yeah. good conversations all the time. But um, you've got anything that you want to kind of leave 
um, this time? Any kind of last words or anything like that? Uh, no, I'm okay. I'm proud of you, man. This is this is incredible. <laughs> I think I I'm ready to watch this and learn from other yeah. people too. No, it's really this cool. Is, and I mean, the things that you shared, we're gonna be able to learn from, man. This this whole community is, and yeah. um, I appreciate you being transparent. I know that. Um, Parks Coffee, just congratulations are in Thank order. You. Thank you. Um, you guys have recently gone through an acquisition with Canteen. Yes. I've heard wonderful things about Canteen. Mm-hmm. Um, and so congratulations, Thank you. man. Thank you. Yeah, yeah that, was, that was really a great moment for uh, my dad yeah. and my mom, getting to honor them, allow them to take some chips off the table, which they've never done. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm so proud of that. Um, you know, we're, they, they acquired the brand. We're operating off Ledger, um, still, uh, still running the company. Yeah. Um, they gave us that chance, and it, that's great. They've been a great partner. I think there's going to be awesome things to come for Parks Coffee. Yeah. Um, since we are still, we still own the roasting and manufacturing. Still roasting piece. some good coffee. Still roast, still own that piece, and they're yeah. they are um, buying that from us, and and I'm looking forward to really partnering with them. That's awesome. Um, So yeah, good things. All right. Well, thank you, man. Welcome to the excellence culture. Thank you. (laughs) Appreciate it.